All right, hello, and thank you for listening in to just another Buckeye show. I'm Ace, and with me is CJ. Um, so we're going to talk about the Ohio State Buckeyes and Northwestern game that transpired over the weekend. It was an ugly game, very hard to watch. Um, so I think there's a lot to dive into. There's probably a lot to talk about. There's so much that I've watched um, since watching this game. I like to watch the YouTube videos and get different uh, perspectives um, on the games that I watch, and that way I, I like to see the or or hear about the different different point of views. And maybe there's things that I didn't pick up on. Um, I just like to come into this thing, um, which is much, with as much information as I can get, and then just trying to make my own analysis, my own my own takeaway. Um, because there's, I guess, based there is like two ways that you could really go with this. One, you could really see the positives out of it, or you can take away the, the negatives. And and I can see both sides of it. So I'm going to take the positives. Well, we'll talk about the negatives. And you know, I, I think that I think that you can mesh them together and kind of kind of um, make something out of it. Uh, so first off, there was a a lot of comments. So when I watch YouTube videos, I take more time probably reading the comments. Um, I get a kick out of what some people say. Um, some comments are just absolutely absurd, but there are um, some valid points that um, some people will make, and it, it, it's interesting to read and to see what they have to say. Um, so, first off, um, when I first started watching this game, I I thought it was going to kind of. St- I figured it would start out slow. The weather was bad, right? I mean. And it really wasn't wasn't the rain, and it really wasn't cold, to my understanding. Like it really wasn't that cold up there. Um, but the wind was just was insane. Like I watched a um, a clip of Noah Ruggles kicking um, a field goal from the twenty nine yard line. That's pretty close, right? Yeah. I mean that's a reason. I mean that's a that's basically a chip shot for a for a kicker right watch that ball barely get to the end zone and then just fell flat Mm -hmm. i mean it was just amazing to watch it was like it hit an invisible wall and then just fell down that's how windy it was yeah um didn't really affect mirko during the game though the punts well he's actually was kicking his long i think he had like a 77 yard punt or something on one of those Mm -hmm. so it really depends because if the wind was to your back then and then it was then it'll push that ball out. So he was having um, some good punts as long as the wind was to his back. Um, and if you if you keep it kind of low, I think it wasn't like it wasn't like too awful. I don't think he did too awful when he even when he was kicking into the wind. Yeah. I, think, I mean, it's pretty decent given given the circumstance. There are a few times where I don't think he should have punted at all. What do you mean? I think he should have kept it a couple of just times. Just kept it in the rain. I mean, fourth and two, I think each should have been like, well, maybe it was the worst that can happen. Yeah, it was. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. The worst could have happened. Um, so yeah, so I'm completely okay with it. Um, so 
the weather is a factor, and that that that's that's been the talk. Like, but it isn't always an excuse, but it it does it does change when you have Mother Nature um, playing as a huge element into the game. Um, it, it affects both teams. So we do need to understand that it is, is affecting both teams. And, and to that, um, there was very little passing in this game, which yeah. is to be expected. Okay. Uh, Northwestern basically gave up on, on the pass. I, I think... Um, I feel like the passing was more so in the first half for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brendan Sullivan, he was 10 for 14 for 79 yards. Um, so just to kind of show that, you know, there was very little passing. Um, most of it, most of it was on the ground. Between both teams, it was on the ground. Um so going into this game, Northwestern, like everyone else, is going to play play their best when playing Ohio State. Fact, okay. For whatever reason, Ohio State is like the like that the, the Super Bowl for for that team. It's just I feel like Ohio State just brings the best out of it. It doesn't matter if you're one and seven or if you're six and one coming into this game. You're going to get the very best of that team. And Northwestern came in with a game plan, and it was very effective. It was very similar to the way Notre Dame came in um, and prepared for Ohio State. It was, you know, slug it out, slow the game down, keep Ohio State from passing the ball, which in Northwestern's advantage was, was the wind. Um, Stroud threw, uh, he was 10 for 26, I mean, for 76 yards. So there was a lot more attempts there than, than Sullivan. They've completed the same, almost had the same exact yards. So, and we know what Stroud can do through the air. Mm-hmm. So... with the element of Mother Nature impacting this game, completely took away the pass for Ohio State. So we're uh, re- reliant upon the uh, the run game. And, and that's where we run into trouble. Because um, the Ohio State looked... <sighs> It was hard to watch because I just I didn't feel like there was um, enough aggression at the line of scrimmage. They almost kind of looked uh, disconnected mm-hmm. out there, or you know, like they really. I mean, I, I like they didn't want to be there. I understand, you know, the, the weather was crappy. I don't think anybody really wanted to play in it, but you're there. You got to make the best of the moment, and you just got to go in there and. And handle business, and it just seemed like majority of that game that they were just playing so sluggish and like with no edge at all. And all the edge was on Northwestern's end. Um, I mean, Ohio State was just—they were getting pushed around. 
the, at the line of scrimmage. Um, and the Wildcats were able, they were moving the ball. I mean, they didn't seem to have really a whole lot of problems moving the ball on the ground. Um, Mine Williams kept getting bottled up. He wasn't making too much of an impact. Now, I mean, later in the game, um, you know, I feel like they started to gain some ground. Uh, so, so let's talk about that a little bit. When the, when you don't have the pass game, um, your 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 lead running back is struggling, right? Um, I don't know if they just weren't creating holes or if he just wasn't finding holes. Um, usually, I like to go back and watch the condensed version of these games. I actually had trouble bringing myself to do it. So I didn't do it. I just, through my memory, I'm going based off of what I've seen during live time. Um, but I don't, I don't know what the answer is. Um, are the, are the other teams, are they figuring out the offense of Ohio state? Is it just bad schemes? Cause it, it seemed like they were running very simplistic runs for the most part. Yeah. I mean, Northwestern, when you, because you, you kind of knew that no, either team really wasn't going to do a whole lot of passing. Yeah. So you knew it was just going to be on the ground. So what did Northwestern do? They they loaded up the box, and, and they were stuffing the run. Yeah. Why wasn't Ohio State loading up the box? You knew Northwestern, they basically threw away the pass playbook. And then it was all, it was they were going to run, and then that's what they did. They're like, look, we're running, and you know it. Well, I think it shows just in who we had running the ball, Mayan Williams and Mikik Buka. We didn't throw in Caffey. Well, he's well, out. Caffey's hurt. It's, um, yeah. It would be Dallin Hayden. Dallin Hayden or Chip Tranum. Right. Neither one went in. Neither one of them went in. It's like, because each I feel like each of our running back has just a slightly different running style. Yeah. So if you could like mix it up, you know, it doesn't have to be all, I mean, and not to mention mine's playing injured. Now, granted, I think it was just his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was just it was just a lot of work. But I I mean I I get it that you want to you want to try get him in there as much and try and get a rhythm going. Yeah. And I think that was kind of what they were doing. But maybe overdoing a little much. Maybe they should have just kind of tossed in Dallin here and there. Well, um, first of all, Ibuka is not a running back. He's a receiver. I get you know switching yeah. it up, letting him get in there. Yeah, but they did do that. He should not have been RB two. And Williams. Is a ground and pound style running back. Yeah, we need someone a bit more elusive, which is what Amika did. Mm-hmm. But he's not a running back at heart, and Travion was out, so that's where Hayden and Trainum should have come in. Right. Because big thing here is that for as good as Williams is, he's not what we needed rushing in this game. What we needed rushing was actually probably who we would least expect it to be. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was poor execution, a lack of aggression. But regardless, you know, something clearly needs to be done to get this team firing on all cylinders. 
and and get back to looking the way they did the first half of the season. I mean, this is this is three weeks in a row now that the run game just isn't there. They were it was the the Penn State and Iowa game. They were held to a hundred yards or less. Now, granted, two hundred and seven um, yards on the ground is what Ohio State finished with. You know, and that's like what like five and a half um, yards per carry. Which at, at the end of the game, I mean, that looks good at that point. Um, well, it's almost six yards per carry. So, so I mean, I guess that could be a positive takeaway. Like they, I, they did get some things going. They were able to move the ball. I mean, in, in the end, they put up three touchdowns. So, um, and they were almost score, held scoreless in the first half. It wasn't until almost the end of the first half that they got that. Yeah. That that uh, their first touchdown to tie the game up, going in at half. I really thought that they would come out in the second half and start pushing Northwestern around like they should have. Um, and I think that's the, uh, you know, that's a concern for me. So, um, offensive takeaways: um, the run game not physical, uh, holes weren't being created, mine looked off, uh, the whole team looked sleepy. Um, passing definitely affected by the wind, so I'm not I'm not going to hold anything against the pass game. Pass game, I get it. Scrap it. It was useless in this game. Bottom line. Okay. Um, now, what we finally got to see, and I think what Buckeye fans have been trying to push for the longest time, and that is C.J. Stroud runs the ball. He ran the ball. He finally ran the ball. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when, when you, you kind of noticed a little bit of the change. That's when you started seeing the shift. Because now Northwestern has to respect the QB taking off now. Mm-hmm. And it opens the things up. And it's like, I, look, I don't coach football. I watch a lot of football. But this is football 101. If you can get your quarter, do some quarterback runs. You don't have to be a running quarterback. Mm-hmm. To have your quarterback run the ball. It's Haskins just, did it. That's just part of football. Exactly. Dwayne Haskins did it. And we all know that that guy, he was a passer. Cardio Jones did it. Um, yeah, these guys, these they aren't that athletic. To, you know, they're not a JT Barrett or a Braxton Miller, mm-hmm. you know. Or Justin Fields. <laughs> or Justin Fields, right? I mean, those guys were athletic enough to where, you know, they could run a lot. They can be shifty, and but come on, just a yeah. few a few QB run plays. I mean, that's what Brendan Sullivan had. He had twelve carries for fifty five yards. Yep. So, I mean, to my point. Now Stroud's longest in this game was forty four yards, which is already eleven times more than his average. Oh, I think he went into this game with like negative four rushing yards, yeah. if I saw correctly. Um, to the fact that he had 79, he had more yards rushing than he did passing. Yep. And I think that was the difference, the difference that that it made in this game because it, it allowed, it allowed things to open up a little bit. You got to use everything. You gotta have. You gotta be able to run the ball. You gotta be able to play good defense. You gotta be able to pass the ball. 
special teams needs to be be on, you know? And I I don't understand why I I don't know if it's just the offensive mind of Kevin Wilson and Ryan Day um that they feel that they have to pass 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 like it needs to be such a I mean passing is good don't get yeah. me wrong but in the Big 10 when you're playing up here you you got to be able to to grind it out you got to be able to you know be able to run the ball you just you have to you have to be able to run the ball because you're going to come into weather like this to where you're forced to run the ball. And here's my fear. Okay? If we, and by we, I mean Ohio State. If Ohio State struggled stopping the run against Northwestern, it's going to be worse when they play that team up north. But will it? It can't. I mean, remember, we shut down the best running back in the league or in the um, nation last year. And, we, and then we, and then we, we lost. went and let. But then we still lost. They, 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 to Michigan last, are you talking about last year? Yeah, last year. We shut down Kenneth Walker. Okay. And then we lost to Michigan with who had a lesser running game. Yeah, well, they also had a good deep. So last can't. year's Michigan team. I mean, I, I, I'm just saying that's my fear. I can't say that Ohio State could go in there, shut the run down, pass all over them, bing, bang, boom, and beat them by 28 points or something. You know what I mean? That could very well happen. But I'm just, I'm looking at. I mean, this is this is the the eye test right now. So I'm just, I'm looking at. Michigan, and, and I've seen their capabilities. I know what they're doing. They're very physical. Um, they went at the line of scrimmage. Um, now, I have noticed that they do seem to struggle a little bit in the first half of their games, but in the second half, they blow it up. It happened with Penn State, and it happened um, over the weekend against Rutgers, um, which is amazing that they struggled at all with Rutgers. But... <laughs> But they did, but then they blew it out. You know, was it like fifty-two seventeen or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah, so there is some concern there, but but it's a good thing because it's just going to mean that much more when that game gets here. Um. So defensive takeaways for Ohio State. Um. They held North Northwestern scored seven points early in the first quarter. Never scored again that entire game. Yep. Now, even though they have what is it? Two hundred they had two hundred and six yards. Is that what I'm reading? Two hundred and six mm-hmm. yards on the yeah. ground? All right. So they're rushing yard. They ran for two hundred and six yards, but only scored one touchdown. Yep. So it says a lot for the defense, which is good, and that's and I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be the big thing that that's going to help Ohio State when their offense is struggling. That defense has got to be there to hold out until that offense can get something going. Um. So yeah, so like I, I said before, um, I don't understand why. 
Ohio State wasn't loading the box. I don't know why they weren't putting, you know, um, seven, eight, nine guys up front, you know, and, and shutting their run, run, the run down. But I think it, it's, I mean, you knew that they weren't going to pass it. Mm-hmm. Why aren't there more guys up on the line? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, guys were getting pushed, pulled, and dragged um, every time they gave Evan Hall the ball, you know. I mean, man, that guy ran with a purpose, mm-hmm. and and he was just pushing through guys. It was in, it was incredible. Um, and I'm and I think if if that was Blake Corum doing that, I I really feel like if, I think there would be more touchdowns at the end of some of these runs because that's a dude. Maybe, and I just think that Michigan has a much better run game. The Northwestern. So, um, you know, so we, with each passing week, I do get more and more nervous um, about facing Michigan on November 26th. Um, so, you know, I, I can make a comparison that Tennessee and Georgia played over the weekend too. And they had, well, I don't think they, they didn't have the wind element. They did have the rain element. And you see what inclement weather can do to a high powered offense. That's a passing offense. Tennessee had no, they had no, they had no answers Mm -hmm. against Georgia. Um, Georgia's, uh, Defense played very stout. Um, I'd really, I didn't watch the game, but obviously, you know, they won. They did very well. I'm not sure what the score was on that. Um, the final was six. I think, I think that Tennessee did score. I think it was 13. Yeah, 13 go. to 27. So it yeah, wasn't, wasn't a blowout. I think the yeah they didn't score that touchdown until late in the fourth, fourth. quarter. Yeah, were, so when they were finally able to hold Georgia. Yeah, I, I think at that point it was probably just you know garbage points. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, that game would have been twenty-seven to six. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you could see, see in Tennessee doesn't have. I don't think they've got much of a run game either. I mean, they're very similar to Ohio State right now. The only difference is I think Ohio State has a much better defense. And I think that's what would stand us out apart from the Volunteers. No question in my mind. Um, so, you know, anything can happen each week. But here's, here's the bottom line. Is that the elites will find a way to win. Um... I know so many fans expect the high state to throw up 60 points and and hold the other team to three points. It's 60 to three. And you're not going to do that, you know, 12, you know, 12 to 15 games a season. Yeah. In a, that's just, that's not, it's not going to happen. Now, Let's go back to 2002. That team wasn't winning every game by, you know, double digits. 
and they pulled off a national championship. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a lot of those were ugly wins. I mean, that that Purdue game, that was one of them. Purdue wasn't like a world beater or anything. Yeah, that was a tough game. I mean. The Hurricanes at the time probably would have tore apart Purdue. And Ohio State struggled to beat them. But in the end, who went? Who won the national championship? Yeah. All right. So, now, I'm not saying that Ohio State doesn't have things that they got to work on. So, they do. And this is... So, this is where it's going to go to, like, my conclusion. We can go all negative. Ohio State... They looked horrible. They keep playing like this. They're not going to make it to the playoffs. Michigan's going to destroy them. Um, they, you know, they, they can't run the ball. They can't stop the run. And, and, you know, we can go on and on and nitpick all the negatives about it. Or we can go over to the positive side. Hey, Ohio State ran for 207 yards. Um, they beat Northwestern 21-7. to the defense held Northwestern to seven points for three and a half quarters. Um, you know, Tommy Eichenberg had ten tackles. Uh, Chambers had seven. So I mean, guys are guys are doing good. They're looking good now. There was no turnovers in this game, which blew my mind because mm-hmm. I thought somewhere there was going to be a fumble. Or maybe an interception since, you know... Well, there was a fumble, but it was recovered. Um, I don't remember that, but... Um, there very well could have. But the, the fact of the matter is, like, there was no turnovers, right? Which is just amazing. Because um, usually... It just, I mean, the defense, while while holding Northwestern, um, yeah, it wasn't like, it wasn't a disruptive type defense. Um, you know, shoot, I mean, did we even have any sacks that game? I don't think so. I don't think so either. No sacks. No sacks. One QB hurry, though. Yeah. That coming from Jack Sawyer. Okay. Um, there were no sacks in this game across the board. No. Nope. So, you know, the defense The defense did a good job. Northwestern, I, I mean, I know they're 1-8. and eight. Um most of their games have been closed. That's yeah. That was something I was wanting to look up and have up here um, prior to start the podcast because I was kind of curious as you know who did they play and how close did they they play them. Um, but to my understanding, you know they had some they had some close ones. So I know they're they are you are what your schedules or what your record says you are. They're one and eight. They obviously have problems. Um, whether you play close or not, um, you're still losing. You're still losing. Um, but Pat Fitzgerald, I think he's a pretty good coach. And I think he had these guys coached up pretty good for this game. Because um, they, they, they fought with 
everything that they had. Um, and, and they didn't make it easy in Ohio State. So um, I think my overall takeaway is that, okay, there are things to clean up. And I know I say this probably every week. Okay, it's on film. It's on film. Look at it. Study it. Figure it out and fix it. Okay? Um, you know, how many more times do we got to see a struggle like this? And that's great that we get out for the we get out of a win. We're 9 and 0. You know what the best thing is about being 9 and 0? Chance to go 10 and 0. Chance to go 10 and 0. All right. So um you know who's not 9 and 0? Who is not 9 and 0? Clemson and Alabama. Clemson and Alabama. So, yeah, yeah, that loss to Clemson, that loss to Clemson. The loss to that Clemson lost to Notre Dame, rather. Um that was nice. That was that was I, I really didn't think the way Notre Dame was going, I didn't think that they would win that game. So it was nice for them to win. Um and that, that kind of helps Ohio State's resume a little bit. I mean, obviously we know it, we win, we're in. Um but just since week two <laughs> nobody believed in Notre Dame. And they would just excuse it away for Ohio State. So, um, yeah, my opinion, you can't excuse it away anymore. Uh, Clemson, what, what, where were they ranked? Four? Five? Mm-hmm. Four. Four. Clemson was four. Notre Dame not even ranked. 35-14. Mm-hmm. 35-14. So it's not like, oh, they squeaked one out. It was close. No. No, they... they they manhandled them. Mm-hmm. Um, so good for the Irish. Um, I expect to to see them in the top twenty-five. As a matter of fact, I think the AP might have them in there. You want to throw up the AP poll and uh, kind of see where where they have everybody right now. And see, there's Notre Dame, twenty. So not only are they in the top twenty-five, they're in the top twenty. Um, I'm shocked that Illinois lost too. I can't believe they lost to Michigan State. That kind of blew my mind because I was not expecting that. Um, so that just, you know, that just tells me, and they're probably going to lose to Michigan too. I think Illinois has, uh, I don't know who their next game is, but I know they got, they got Michigan on the schedule. Um, the West, the West is not. They're not any good. I have to say, I'll be glad when they, and hopefully they will, get rid of the divisions. I think it'll make the Big Ten championship game more meaningful. Because mm-hmm. if you're playing like a. We're like a nine and three, <laughs> nine yeah. and three team just doesn't look that good. Yeah. So hmm. Bama's falling down to ten. Bama, falling down to ten. And something I've noticed: where is Texas and Oklahoma? Texas eighteen. Is that 18? 
now? Where's UCLA and USC? Eight and nine. I think we know who won the uh, conference realignment. <laughs> yeah. Nope, I, I see where you're going there. USC and UCLA are back. Texas. Good, just in time, Somewhat too. back. Oklahoma, gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, AP's got uh, Georgia 1, Buckeyes 2, Michigan 3, TCU 4, Tennessee 5. So, they go from 1 to 5. Mm-hmm. The Ducks 6, LSU 7, Trojans 8, Bruins 9, and Bama 10. And then Clemson drops to 12. So, so there you have it. Um, and here's Joel Klatt. And I, I love watching Joel Klatt. Um, I think he's very wise. <laughs> um, I agree with a lot of things that he says. And he has his, his top seven goes Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Ohio State 3, TCU 4, Tennessee 5, Oregon 6, LSU 7. So basically the only thing he did was switch Ohio State and the Wolverines. Um, he, he he switched those two in, and, and I can understand why. This game was not impressive whatsoever. Um, again, I mean, these aren't... Stroud wasn't able to put up Heisman numbers, and when you got weather like that, it's kind of hard to put up Heisman numbers because you're not going to be able to air it air it out. Well, Bryce Young definitely didn't put up those numbers. No, Bryce Hendon Young Hooker didn't. Definitely Hendon didn't. Hooker didn't. So it was kind of good that things worked out the way they did because then it can kind of keep him in the conversation. Um, but he did, he, he did have some, some decent rushing yards and it was, you know, it was a quarterback to who, which, and you got to give him credit for that though. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so I can't, air, I can't air this thing out to my guys. I'm just going to keep the ball and I'm going to do something on the ground with it. And so I, I give him credit for that because he, even though it wasn't like, it wasn't pretty, it was gritty, and he did a good job. Mm-hmm. And and that's what that's what a good leader is going to do. They're going to help help their team find a way to win. So that's my takeaway. Um, Buckeye hoops tomorrow, Monday the seventh against Robert Morris. So now we're going to have some Buckeye hoop action. Coming up, um, so we'll probably have to try and squeeze squeeze those in too. Um, it's that time of year. Exciting stuff. So, um, this weekend we have Indiana at home. Yep. I don't think we'll have. I don't know what the weather's supposed to be this weekend. Um, I don't anticipate seeing. Um, I I hope not. You know what? At this point, I'm just I'm going to expect from this point forward. I'm just going to expect there to be some element of whatever it is, be it weather, be it just injuries, whatever. And it's just going to be an ugly game again. I I would like to see Ryan Day and the rest of the coaching staff 
get things help this team get things back on track. Yep. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens this weekend. All right, that's our time, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. We out. <laughs>